Welcome to the July 2023 edition of the Presale Pulse, a real estate show dedicated everything happening in real estate across Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. Now I'm your host, Brian Lalonde, and ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Emily's rainmaker in real estate, Susanna Gonzalez. Hey, well, nice to be here. I like that one, rainmaker. Some alliteration there. You are. I dig it. Yeah. I think I think that one's nailed. Uh, Sus, let's talk real estate. Macro, do you want to start with that? Yeah, absolutely. There is certainly no shortage of headlines right now. Rates, rates, rates. We had four consecutive months of rate pauses earlier this year, and there was even talks of rate cuts by the end of the year. And so I think the Bank of Canada caught a lot of people off guard when they hiked rates by 25 basis points in June. That put us on guard for July, and so we were a little less surprised to see the additional rate hike in July, but it hurts nonetheless, I got to be honest. The first one felt like it was a surprise to many. The second one felt expected, and I think all of us are trying now to understand what it means. Uh, how does it shift our trajectory? Yeah, simply put, our economy has been surprisingly resilient in a way that surpassed the Bank of Canada's internal models and forecasting. Inflation continues to trend down, yes, but many components remain sticky. And above all, spending surged in the first half of the year, an indicator of a hot economy. Uh, that's well said, Suze. And we've discussed on this channel before the pent-up demand in the market and the record levels of savings that consumers had due to the pandemic. So it's not really that surprising that we're seeing consumers coming out and spending right now in a really big way. Yeah, and right now they haven't been forced to um, to deal with their mortgages just yet. Uh, we've got lots of extended amortizations, uh, but uh, we don't see a lot of distressed selling, and so that's helping as well. And so say what you want about the Bank of Canada's decision, but this phenomenon has been very evident, evident for us in the real estate market. Sales activity has been unexpectedly strong over Q1 and Q2, and price appreciation levels have already surpassed most forecasts for 2023 in just the first half of the year due to the lack of inventory, of course. Yeah, and I think most expected a lot more hesitancy and sluggishness in the market by now, and I think that we've all been pleasantly surprised. Factors like explosion in immigration are contributing to a different picture. New residents spend in all sorts of areas. This is including housing and our expectation is that it's going to continue. Yeah, and so as mentioned, it was foreseeable then that the Bank of Canada would raise rates one more time during this month's meeting, which they did so by another 25 basis points. Yeah, and at the same time, there are good reasons to believe uh, that this will be the final hike. I know it sounds familiar. This month's labor and inflation reports provided some strong context and leading indicators that these measures are likely going to cool further over the next few months. On top of that, a study of the Bank of Canada's history of decision-making shows that we're already well, well beyond the path of past cycles. We've hiked both faster and higher than ever before. And while we're not fully there yet, it's undeniable that the rates have begun to have some effect. It's difficult to imagine going much further than, than where we are already. It, it seems like it's a thoughtful measure, uh, a fail-safe in a way, and, and yet I think only time will tell in terms of the data. The two takeaways here are the Bank of Canada surprised many observers by ending a four-month break in rate movement with two consecutive 25 base point raises in June and July. The first half of the year showed a surprisingly strong Canadian economy, but early indicators are now suggesting a slower second half and further rate hikes, if any, are unlikely to move us significantly past where we already were. So let's talk about the pre-sale market. Uh, in Metro Vancouver, it continues to show positive sales momentum Buyers are actively seeking opportunities across the region, and developers have responded by bringing more product to the Metro Vancouver market. Yeah, now, after months of increasing demand, it's no surprise that developers have launched a total of 16 pre-sale projects in June. That's a big number. Yeah, It's introducing a huge number, 1,800 units to the market, 
And get this, that's the most amount of inventory released since June of last year. Yeah, and despite the wave of new inventory absorptions for the projects launched this month, remained really strong at 35%, and that's quite impressive. Uh, I mean, that's as high as many of the months that we're seeing in some of the strongest markets we've experienced. Yeah, with far less inventory released. That's true. I think among the standout launches, Harlan deserves special mention. Shortly after its launch, it managed to achieve 100 deals. Yeah, and another success story is The Cut, which offers stacked townhomes just off Trout Lake. Since its launch in mid-June, it has already sold over 65% of its released inventory. Clearly, buyers are loving what it has to offer. Yeah, and those aren't small price points, right? Being stacked townhouse product. I think that there's some real movement there in, in that marketplace. Um, let's not forget to mention also Como My Strand, which has seen a tremendous response during the first two releases of homes. Upcoming release of penthouses and other highly desirable homes coming very, very shortly. There's a lot of demand for that. Yeah, nice plug. We're definitely proud of the success we've seen there. In July, we're forecasting just five launches, bringing over 600 units to market. We anticipate a slight decline in sales activity during the summer months. It's not uncommon for the market to cool off a bit as people go on vacations, enjoy the sunny weather. And this is in part why we saw the influx of inventory in June as developers race to release their projects before the summer slowdown and maybe a murky fall market. That's right, Susan. With the current positive momentum and perhaps a rate pause, or perhaps not, I think time will tell. The data is going to reveal in August and September, to which degree the BOC continues to push up. But what is certain um, from our perspective at this point is that we will continue to see demand for pre-sale increase, whether rates hold or rates increase. But what we do know is that pre-sale pricing and pre-sale demand is going to continue to stay strong. The expectation is that in either scenario, resale will either hold at its current affordability rates or it will become less affordable. And if you're looking for a home today, with limited inventory, I think that you're going to find your way into the pre-sale marketplace regardless. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so let's review some takeaways here on the pre-sale market. Number one, we saw sales absorptions remain steady even as the largest wave of inventory entered the market in June. Number two, we're expecting a launch activity to moderate in the coming months as developers prepare to launch in the fall market. This will also be a great opportunity for active programs to absorb inventory before additional programs enter the market. Two key takeaways there. So let's talk about some other projects. We touched on a couple already. Uh, let's talk about towns at Lynn. Um, located in Lynn Valley, these four-level townhomes are the third phase of the Lynn Master Plan by Mosaic. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rye, but I believe these are currently the only townhome products uh, in Lynn Valley. That's right, Suze. We're mainly seeing active projects in Lonsdale and Seymour area right now, and even there, there are very few options. So towns at Lynn may be a clear choice for those looking to stay in the Valley or even in North Vancouver at this point. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what they've been seeing. Most buyers at Towns have been families that grew up in the area. As mentioned, they're offering three and four bedroom townhomes at a blended price per square foot of about 1080 which is actually more than what their concrete product is in the same master plan sold for back in 2021. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it's crazy to think about. We're also noticing that their price per square foot is higher than any other townhome product available in North Vancouver at this point in time. Yeah, and I think considering how starved the market has been for attached homes in that area, people are willing to pay a little extra given the gap to that single family home price as well, which is why we're seeing that strong number. A very strong offering and also a very strong brand for Mosaic. Um, I think, Suze, people are finding also the value in that towns at Lynn, they launched back in May with 46 units and they're now sitting approximately 50% sold. Um, All right. Next up, let's talk a little bit about Garden 11, one of the many wood frame condos that we've been seeing popping up around the commercial Broadway area over the past couple of years. This four-story wood frame development is offering 40 units. It's ranging from studios to three beds, blended price per square foot. It seems like it's hovering around 1225 by RE developments. 
It also seems that every one of their homes features a flex room, which is obviously an interesting design choice. Yeah, to be honest, Ryan, I'm not sure how I feel about some of those flex rooms. Taking a look at their plans, some of the flex rooms are a bit awkward, a little narrow, not adding a ton of value, which might slow down their sales price given the price that they're asking for and the larger sizes of these homes. Yeah, like at that price per square foot, every flex space is offering anywhere from an additional forty to $70,000 worth of aggregate price point. I think that, that unless there's value, as you're saying, it's very challenging to make sense of it. I also definitely get where you're coming from, Suze. I think given its proximity to the SkyTrain and a starting price point of $550,000, this may be an attractive option for investors that really want a Vancouver address. You know, the only thing I'm getting some hesitation on is the price per square foot for this area. Now, if you take a look past projects in 2022, Anything over $1,200 per square foot has struggled. This can be seen with Ace on the Drive and 2550 Garden, both comparable projects, which are both less than 40% sold. So this could be a bit of an uphill battle for RE developments. Yeah, we'll have to continue to watch and see how they do. All right, Sue's so last, but certainly not least. Uh, let's talk Woodland Block, located right next to Garden 11, offering 72 one to three bedroom flats, two to three bedroom townhouses, blended price per square foot around $1,225 by first track development. Woodland Block is quite focused, it seems, on creating community within the development. They're offering many communal areas. They'll also be fostering a really strong sense of camaraderie. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you're seeing a lot of amenities that you normally don't get in a townhome development offered at Woodland Block, such as putting greens, life-size chess sets, which I think will really attract the demographic in East Vancouver. Yeah, it's something to enjoy right outside your door, and most towns just do not have the space for it. they're about 25% sold within two weeks of their launch and have noted that most purchasers have been end users with some investors interested in some of the smaller garden flats. Yeah, I also really love what they're doing with the currently vacant homes on the site while they are awaiting demolition. They're putting the homes to use and housing Ukrainian refugees who needed accommodation short term. I really love this as an idea. I think it's something that other developers really need to consider as an opportunity on, on projects that are sitting. Okay, so let's turn our attention to our markets barometer, our resale stats. I love the resale stats. Sue's market continues to show signs of strength at the end of June achieved just under 3,000 transactions. That's 21% above June of last year. Now keep in mind that was when interest rates were a whole 325 base points below where they are today. Yeah, 325. That's huge when you think about it that way. Looking at the market, a lot of the fundamentals have remained consistent. We were in a tight market last year and immigration was surging. Recent shifts in outlook and overall market confidence has been such a strong driver in demand. Suze, I completely agree. Pent-up demand has also been at play. We've said this before, it's time in the market rather than timing of the market. That's what's most important. Active inventory remains low with only 9,900 listings for this month. That's remarkably less than what you'd think. Yeah, we're seeing a slight increase compared to the previous month with a 7.5% raise in active listings, but overall still well under the 10-year average. I mean, it's such positive news at this point. Uh, This is the first time in over six months where new listings coming on to the market aligned with the 10-year average for the month, which should support market conditions in the fall if sales decline and this trend continues. Yeah, and of course, talk of supply, hard to not talk about prices. Composite benchmark pricing rose 1.3% across Greater Vancouver, with values now just a hair below what they were last year. That's unbelievable. And what that begins to indicate is that we've nearly completely recovered from the shift in interest rates uh, that we saw nearly 12 months ago. Now, if I was a betting person, I don't think it'd be unreasonable to say that we'll see benchmark prices return to 2022 levels by September. Yeah. So overall, we saw the resale market have a pretty strong spring. Low inventory and returning confidence in the market has brought resale values just under where they were last year. 
A summer slowdown in sales volumes is expected as people focus on vacations and adjusting to the new interest rates, setting us up for a very interesting fall market. Suze, well, it looks like we've wrapped up another episode of the Pre-Sale Pulse. To our subscribers, hit that button so you never miss an episode. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the Newswire, a daily email roundup of all of the breaking news in the world of real estate in your inbox. It couldn't get easier. Yeah, absolutely. And coming soon to your inbox is the latest edition of the MLA Advisory's MLA Black Book, the quarterly overview of the pre-sale real estate marketplace spanning the greater Vancouver and Fraser Valley regions. So stay tuned. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next time on the Pre-Sale Pulse.